Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Scramble through our world-class golf courses or shop your way through the square. Be one with nature as you hike or bike through our parks and trails or hunker down at one of our breweries. And when it's time to eat, be sure to bite into our eclectic food scene. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sky High Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Skylar Treppel, and they say great things come in threes. So today, I'm going to be bringing you the top three main takeaways from the Super Bowl, the top three NBA storylines heading into the all-star break of the season, and then on the entertainment half, I'm going to bring you the top three shows to watch out for coming out next month, because we're already in the second half of February, and the top three movie trailers that have come out during the Super Bowl. So let's get right into it here. All right, starting with the three main takeaways from the Super Bowl. The first takeaway is that Patrick Mahomes is undeniably the face of the NFL. He is now the new face of the NFL with Tom Brady retired. There is no one who can take that from him right now. Look, in other Super Bowls, Brady has won every year for the last two years, other than this year, since 2015, when he beat Russell Wilson. After that, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning won his last Super Bowl he played in. And Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl. So none of those guys were becoming the face. But Patrick Mahomes is now in very, very rare company uh, with what he's done with this second Super Bowl, which we will get into in a little bit in our third reason. But I actually want to give the Philadelphia Eagles some credit at number two, because they have shown that they are for real. They had an incredible season with the best offense and defense in the league, and they used that all the way to a Super Bowl appearance. And Jalen Hurts is only 24 years old, and he had one of the best games you could have in the Super Bowl. Even though they lost, Jalen Hurts had three rushing touchdowns, and he's the quarterback. Terrell Davis on the Broncos with John Elway had three rushing touchdowns in a game, and Jalen Hurts tied that record as the quarterback. That is absolutely ridiculous. Um, he also had 304 passing yards with no interceptions. With Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown as his wide receivers, I mean, this offense is going to be feared for a long time to come, but Jalen Hurts really showed that he is a special, unique talent and is not to be a Ignored. So we might see a Philadelphia-Kansas City rematch at some point, um, but I think we'll definitely be seeing Kansas City back there because what a game that was. For my third takeaway, this Super Bowl really affected the GOAT rankings, okay? What an unbelievable game. The game starts out with the Eagles scoring a touchdown and then coming right back, Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown to Travis Kelsey. That means Travis Kelsey is now second all-time amongst any eligible receivers, including tight ends, in playoff touchdowns. He surpassed Rob Gronkowski and is only behind Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver of all time. So shout out to Travis Kelsey for doing that. He also has the single season tight end yardage record and the most consecutive 1,000 yard seasons by a tight end at seven. Rob Gronkowski still beats him in a lot of the yards per catch territory, but Travis Kelsey, I mean, if he can win another one, 
you might really have to have a discussion about who the greatest tight end is of all time. And I would say Travis Kelsey is easily in the top four, could even be top two with that second Super Bowl win. But if you're talking championships as a tight end, I mean, Travis Kelsey is putting himself in some rarefied air here. So speaking of that game and where it was going, wow. The Chiefs get down 24 to 14 going into the half. Patrick Mahomes gets his ankle hurt again right at the half. And he comes back out and the Chiefs score on every single drive. It was absolutely unbelievable. I called another game of Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Conference Championship against the Bengals as the ankle game. But this here was the real ankle game. I mean, everyone saw how hurt he was. And near the end of the game... He actually ran the ball for over 20 yards. He scampered on that ankle. Everyone saw it was hurt and got the Chiefs in field goal position. It was unbelievable, heroic, defied the odds, impossible, but he managed to make it happen. And that is what Patrick Mahomes does. He is now one of the only quarterbacks with multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowls with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and Joe Montana. Oh, and also quarterbacks with multiple Super Bowls and multiple MVPs. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and Patrick Mahomes. That is the list. That is absolutely incredible. And you know what? You start thinking now about quarterbacks with multiple Super Bowls and multiple Super Bowl MVPs, and there's only six players with multiple Super Bowl MVPs. And there's only 13 quarterbacks with multiple Super Bowls. But what he's done in terms of production it's absolutely unbelievable. And he's only 27. So for many people, they're talking about where does Patrick Mahomes rank in the GOAT debate? I think he's at least, at least top four uh, with Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, and Tom Brady. Brady at one, Montana at two with four Super Bowls. Brady with seven, a ridiculous seven. Peyton Manning only had two Super Bowls, regular season supremacy, but he often flaked out in the big moments and choked a bit. So in that case, so far, you might be able to put Patrick Mahomes as the third best quarterback of all time if he retired today no more Super Bowl losses and he keeps winning I think you have to put Patrick Mahomes right now even over Peyton Manning even over Peyton Manning as the third greatest quarterback of all time the eye test is ridiculous the way this guy can run throw it falling down and do everything amazing that he does is it's just unheard of. And unlike anything we've ever seen in the NFL, as far as his skill set and how mobile he is while being able to pass as well as he can and making these comebacks down from 10, just like he did in 2020 against the 49ers. Patrick Mahomes is the new face of the NFL. Brady wasn't there this year and you felt it. No one's coming back saying, Oh, but you know, Brady could still, win that was what happened after Mahomes first year Brady beat him with the Bucks at 43 years old Brady also beat him in the AFC Conference Championship but now there is no more Tom Brady in the NFL he's filed his retirement papers but speaking of that I am going to be having Emily Halpern on next week uh, the screenwriter of 80 for Brady to discuss 
her role in that movie and working with Brady. And she was with him the night before he retired. So definitely you're going to want to hear that story. She was at the premiere with him. Uh, there's going to be some interesting tidbits there for sure about what was going on with Brady. So stay tuned. But with Brady announcing his retirement until he gets back in the commentator's booth, uh, it, it's really Patrick Mahomes leagues. Brady might be the broadcasting face of the NFL, but Patrick Mahomes is undeniably the face of the NFL. And he, I mean, he's going to keep winning. He said it at the parade that they're not done yet. So that's going to be really fun to watch. Now we're heading into Skylar Swish's NBA All-Star Edition. I want to talk about the top three storylines of the season. And to start off, we are going to talk about LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record. I mean, there was literally a tracker on TV, and he did it against the Oklahoma City Thunder, a fadeaway jumper over Kendrick Williams, and then the whole game stops when he makes history with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in attendance. I mean, what a moment. Adam Silver was there to announce it, and LeBron James beats everyone who has ever played the game of basketball in terms of the scoring list. I mean, if you watched it, you'll never forget where you were. It was so special, and, you know, for me, I just turned 30 years old, actually, the day that he did it, February 8th. It was midnight Eastern time where I was, and I've watched him since I was 10 years old. And to see him break the all-time scoring record, it was amazing. I mean, I haven't seen that kind of hype for a regular season game. Ironically, the Lakers, since Kobe Bryant's final game with the media circus and just everyone there to enjoy and cheer. And at that moment, especially since I made trades, which we'll get into, it didn't matter if the Lakers won or lost. It was the fact that LeBron made history, that the game stopped, that Kareem came out on the court and handed him the ball, that Jay-Z was in attendance, just like he was for Kobe's final game. It was absolutely amazing to see. And I think my main takeaway from this, you know, look, the GOAT debate, I'm not rocking with LeBron for that. I don't want to hate on him for this. So I'm going to get into what I believe is the most positive and interesting part of it, which is the fact that it is the best story in the NBA that LeBron had such an unstable home life as a kid that he was bouncing around from home to home, unable to attend school, staying with friends because he couldn't get a stable ride there at certain points. He had friends who passed away in his neighborhood when they were 16 due to the violence surrounding him. And when you hear about a kid like that, you do not expect that one day they will be the NBA all-time leading scorer. You have much more unfortunate expectations than that. And LeBron took his circumstances in life and elevated himself to the next level, proving once again, which is a constant and amazing theme to be inspired by in sports, that anything is possible. He took the mic and made a speech after he broke the all-time scoring record. And LeBron now stands alone as the all-time leading scoring record for a record that stood for nearly his entire 38-year life. So you know what? All the GOAT debates aside, congratulations to LeBron James on making history and creating a moment that had me and many other people jumping for joy as he was inching closer and closer to that bucket. Uh, it was a moment in NBA history that people will remember forever. I mean, Wilt held the scoring record at one point and passed the ball to Kareem over 38 years ago now. And then for Kareem to be there doing it for LeBron. And Kareem was such a class act about it too. Uh, it was really amazing 
amazing. It was incredible to see something no one will ever forget. And considering where LeBron came from, it's a true story about being able to move beyond your circumstances and that it's not your circumstances. It's what you're able to do with them. And LeBron proved that anyone can come out of even the most dire circumstances to do something extraordinary. Next up for my second swish is Kevin Durant. You know who it is. Kevin Durant traded to the Phoenix Suns who made the finals two years ago. This is a monster move. It could end up being the biggest trade deadline mid-season NBA trade ever. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, look, you know, Kyrie Irving was traded to Dallas with Luka Doncic. We're going to see how that pair works. But with Kyrie Irving, you never know if he will blow up the whole team or lead them all the way to a championship. So that is quite a bit more uncertain. And Luka was playing really well on his own. So it's going to be interesting to see them look Learn to coexist together. I still don't know if that Mavericks roster is strong enough for a championship, but that's a big one too. D'Angelo Russell was traded to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook in a multiplayer deal, but that was the big story there. And they're looking pretty good so far. So we'll see how that goes. But the big story is Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns. And by the way, the Phoenix Suns didn't give up a single player from their big three of DeAndre Ayton, a center who can clog the paint and score in the paint inside. Chris Paul, the point god, one of the best passers of all time who can get it going in the playoffs still. And Devin Booker, one of the best scorers in the game today who has a 70-point game under his belt. And now he has Kevin Durant as his running mate. I mean, you can have any of these guys on the floor and it's going to be really hard to stop them offensively. They did give up some defense, some serious defense in Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, but when you have an offense that good and a coach like Monty Williams, a buyout market available, and the fact that the Suns are already a great defensive team, you're going to find a way to make it work. I really think that the big story of this is that it actually makes the Phoenix Suns the favorites in the West if they can stay healthy and have all of these guys on the floor. Um, and they gave out some draft picks too, but they have Devin Booker signed through 2027. They do not need picks right now. They are in win now mode. And this is going to be so good for them, their squad and the NBA, because I think with Kevin Durant joining a team that made the finals two years ago and him already having two championships under his belt, Devin Booker and Chris Paul having playoff experience, it makes them the absolute favorites in the West. So watch out for that team. Speaking of teams to watch out for, there's a lot this year because this is the most parody in the NBA since the 1970s. There were no repeat champions and multiple teams winning championships. For some context, in the 1980s, the Lakers won five, the Celtics won three, and the Pistons won at the end before repeating in 1990. Now, in 1990, we had Michael Jordan's Bulls doing two three-peats and the Houston Rockets doing a repeat. So again, dominated by really one franchise and then the Rockets when Michael Jordan retired. 2000s, you had a Lakers three-peat, you had the Spurs win three championships, and then the Lakers repeat to start the decade and heading into the 2010s. In the 2010s, you had the Heat repeat and the Warriors won three out of four championships. Now we've had three different champions to start off this decade. And it looks like it's anybody's game this year. 
Now, the East is tightly contended. Boston made it last year with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, which is an incredibly dynamic duo. And Jason Tatum is one of the best players and scorers in the entire league, having elevated his game to a new level this year. Then you got Milwaukee with Giannis Antetokounmpo, the two-time MVP who balled out with a 50-piece in a Game 6 championship clinching final. He's also the first player since Wilt Chamberlain as of this season that's going to have a 30-point 10 rebound, five assist season with 50% shooting since Wilt Chamberlain in the 1960s. That is absolutely incredible and shows how much of a true unicorn, or should I say Greek freak, Giannis's nickname, that he truly is. So definitely watch out for the Milwaukee Bucks. The last team that I'm going to highlight at the top of the East is the Philadelphia 76ers. They are third in the East right now. They've got James Harden and Joel Embiid absolutely meshing and Tyrese Maxey can score really well too. Joel Embiid was almost the MVP last year. He's been scoring amazingly this year and is only 0.2 of a point behind Luka Doncic as the number one scorer right now. So he could win two scoring titles as he was the scoring champion last year. The last team I'm going to focus on in the East is a major dark horse. That's the Miami Heat in the seventh spot. But when you've got Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo who can play defense and Jimmy Butler, get buckets Butler, he can make some noise. And we saw that in the NBA Finals in 2020 where he balled out. I mean, he nearly ended Boston on games in game seven last year with a shot he missed right at the end of the game. So you never know what this Heat squad can do and how dangerous they'll be in the playoffs. So I think that's the major dark horse to watch out for. Now getting into the Western Conference. I already talked about the Phoenix Suns, and I think they're definitely the team to watch, having gained a superstar in Kevin Durant to go along with their superstar, Devin Booker. And you can also argue that Chris Paul is a superstar, even though he is older now. So that's going to be amazing. DeAndre Ayton, their center, also hasn't been super engaged, but I think that this is really going to provide a major, major spark to that team. So definitely watch out for them. But yeah, the West is tighter than it's ever been right now. The 10th place Thunder are three games behind the Phoenix Suns in fourth place right now. So that is how little separates the teams in the in the West with the 10th spot being the final spot for the play-in tournament to make the playoffs. So at the top of the West, though, we have the Denver Nuggets, who I thought were the West favorites before the Kevin Durant trade. You have Nikola Jokic, who is most likely about to win his third MVP. He is averaging a triple-double as a big man. That is some of the craziest stuff I've ever heard. We've only seen Russell Westbrook and Oscar Robertson do it ever about more than 50 years apart. And now we have a big man in Jokic about to do it. That is crazy. He is unbelievably skilled. He leads every advanced statistic. Jamal Murray is looking good again. And they just got Thomas Bryant from the Lakers, who's a nice addition inside, especially when Jokic needs to rest. So I think the Nuggets are definitely a team to look out for. And I would expect that the Nuggets and Suns might play in the Western Conference Finals. You also have the Grizzlies, who are electric with John Morant and made the Western Conference Finals last year with a great defensive identity. The Sacramento Kings are even in the mix. They haven't made the playoffs since the early 2000s, longest streak in the NBA. They're in third place in the West right now. 
Then you have the LA Clippers is another team to watch out for with a healthy Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I think this could be an interesting year. And if they bring in Russell Westbrook and he's still playing in LA and he's fired up about what happened before, that could be something really interesting to watch out for. The Dallas Mavericks are definitely a team to watch out for. As I mentioned earlier with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, it's going to be interesting to see how they coexist. But Luka Doncic is arguably the best player in the NBA right now. I think having Kyrie Irving will take away from his MVP chances since they're both so good. And it'll probably go to Jokic for a third straight year. So if that's something you're into, uh, that's very interesting. And I think the Nuggets need to win the championship too, uh, with Jokic getting three straight MVPs. He'll definitely be at the top 100 players ceremony when it comes around. They just had the top 75, but it will bring into question the value of the MVP award if they can't eventually win that championship. So that's something to watch too. The final team I want to highlight are the Golden State Warriors, who are in ninth place at the time of this recording. But a very interesting stat is that they outscore teams with the highest point differential of 22 points greater than the other team when they have their starting five of Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. And Curry's injured right now. And they're the champions. They're defending champions. So even though they're ninth, that's definitely, it's hard to call the Warriors a dark horse, but they sort of are the dark horse to watch out for. You never know what will happen with the Lakers' new trade, but... It's going to be interesting to try to make that all mesh together for a championship. So I don't have them on championship watch right now, uh, but they'll be a really fun team to watch when you've got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and D'Angelo Russell coming back like it's 2016 rookie season with Kobe Bryant in his final year. Now, D'Angelo Russell coming back to the Lakers is a pretty feel-good story to wrap up Skylar Swishes. But as we head into the entertainment portion with two top three lists of the top trailers and TV shows, we have a pretty feel-good TV show and maybe some pretty feel-good movies coming up. First off, let's start off with our top three TV shows to look out for. And these are all returning seasons in March. So the first one that I am going to mention and probably the number one TV show to look out for because its first season was the most nominated for a comedy in Emmy history is Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is the most feel-good TV show on TV right now. It really shows the joy that sports can bring out of people and how it can bring people together. Incredible character development going on. Some of the guys who start out as the best guys in the series are taking pretty evil turns and some of the guys who were complete jerks at the beginning of the series are taking real turns towards being great people and major character development and Jason Sudeikis as the title character Ted Lasso is just unbelievable in the role I mean he is comedic he is dramatic when he needs to be especially with his mental health issues he faces and how the show deals with that particularly his depression and many don't know this, but the character of Roy Kent, played by Brett Goldstein, Brett Goldstein is actually a writer and creator of the show. So that's a pretty cool fact right there. The trailer for the third season had the characters writing Believe, which is Ted Lasso's philosophy, uh, all different characters. So it seems like people are really buying into Ted Lasso as he leads Richmond AFC um, into soccer greatness unexpectedly. For those who don't know, Ted Lasso 
Lasso is actually based on a true story about an American football who coached the sport of football in America, coaching soccer overseas, which is what Ted Lasso does in this case. He went viral for coaching a college football team to a low-level championship and doing a dance and celebrating with his teammates. He's brought on to coach a real soccer team overseas and hilarity and heartwarmingness ensues. And it is just an amazing show to check out. At number two, I want to talk about Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets is an unbelievable show. It is like Lord of the Flies, but with a high school girls soccer team. It's the mid-90s, the soccer team crashes their plane, and they are forced to go into full survival mode from being girls who are thriving in high school. Uh, it is incredible, too, because the show uses multiple timelines. It shows them as adults and continues going back and forth as both stories are unfolding. And we learn more about certain characters and how that unfolds in the past versus the present. And if you were ever a Lord of the Rings fan, Elijah Wood is going to be in season two. But definitely catch up on season one. It's one of the best first seasons of a television show that I have ever personally seen. And... Melanie Linsky as Shauna is absolutely incredible and harrowing to see how what happened in the past affects her in the present and how messed up they are and the trauma they're dealing with and sort of just trying to get through the world and make sense of this horrible thing that happened to them and the things they had to do to survive. Um, but it's also inspiring to see them try to solve the mystery in the present day and the different characters come in. But the use of multiple timelines really makes it one of the absolute best shows on television. That is coming out March 24th. Ted Lasso is coming out March 15th. And Succession, our third show, is coming out March 26. That's right. Succession season four, everyone's favorite dysfunctional family, the Roys. That's right. The Roys own a massive media conglomerate, Waystar Royco. And things are getting crazy. The acting is incredible. Brian Cox as Logan Roy. You wouldn't believe it. You know, he's not involved in the drug trade like Walter White or the mafia, like Tony Soprano, but he is one of the best villains that television has ever created and his children were all adult children who have all been messed up by being part of this family business and it the show is the ultimate lesson that money does not buy and cannot buy happiness uh have are finally standing up against logan shiv's husband tom who is one of the quirkiest characters on television betrayed her and the family last season and things really came to a head. The siblings who have really gotten into messed up situations, gone their separate ways. It's some of the most messed up characters you'll see on television, but it's actually produced by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell who have a fantastic track record of comedy together. So they do it in a really comedic way actually where you're able to laugh at the situation and see the parallels to real life today. Um, between politics and even Rupert Murdoch of Fox has been known as an influence. It's an absolutely incredible show, one of the best, most entertaining on TV. And when that comes out, I will probably be recapping each episode every week. Don't worry, I'll always give spoilers before I do, but I could not recommend Succession more highly. So those are the top shows to look out for in March. And I know I talked about Melanie Linsky earlier. Definitely keep tuning in to The Last of Us. They are doing some incredible world building in that show really introducing new characters.
characters that make it feel like a true universe in The Last of Us. And all these characters have incredible backstories. So definitely continue checking out The Last of Us. They've had some great episodes recently. The aforementioned Melanie Linsky was an incredible character in the show um, who who had really been burned by society and led sort of a rebel group. And she was great. And we also had the backstories of Henry and Sam on The Last of Us this week. And that was a really, uh, wow, wow. All I can say is it'll make you feel a lot emotionally. And it's not for the faint of heart. But definitely, definitely keep tuning in to The Last of Us. Uh, that is an incredible show. All right, getting into movie trailers as we wrap things up here. A lot of movie trailers drop during the Super Bowl. Very interesting. Instead of movie trailers, they're actually dropping like 30-second promos for the movie trailers online now. So uh, anyways, that's what's happening. But it was still pretty cool, and I checked them all out after. So even if you didn't, I can get you up to speed a little bit. So the three biggest trailers to drop. The first one was The Flash, and they dropped the big reveal on TV. Uh, the Flash is going to... And they dropped the first big reveal on TV. And that is that in the new Flash movie, Michael Keaton, the original movie Batman, is back as Batman. They went into the Spider-Man No Way Home playbook and pulled out past Batmans for this. So Michael Keaton is back. Ben Affleck is back. No word on Christian Bale, George Clooney, or Val Kilmer, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens if any of them are able to show up in some capacity, but Michael Keaton is officially back. They are going the multiverse route. The Flash looks like a great movie. Supergirl is in it as well, and the coolest thing is that this is actually a reboot of the DC universe. They messed up so badly that they had to reboot a movie universe. That has never happened. It is unheard of. And James Gunn, who did the next movie I'm going to talk about, Guardians of the Galaxy, is actually helming the new DC universe. So that's going to be really interesting to look out for. And The Flash is supposed to be the big movie that kicks it off with Supergirl, The Flash, an alternate Flash and Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck as Batman in some kind of multiverse way. So that's going to be really interesting to see. And definitely stay tuned for that because the whole multiverse timeline, traveling across, traveling across universes to reboot a movie universe is going to be really interesting. All right, next up, speaking of James Gunn, he created one of the best modern superhero franchises, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy. It has incredible music, it has incredible fun, it has incredible characters, and now it is coming to an end, it appears, with a final movie in what is to be a trilogy. It looks pretty emotional. The cast includes Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Bradley Cooper, and Vin Diesel. They are all back in this movie. Looks like they're traveling to multiple universes. You got the golden dude, also known as Adam Warlock, who looks like a really interesting character in there. And uh, you got, it looks like a baby Rocket as well. Rocket is a raccoon played by Bradley Cooper. Many people are actually predicting that uh, Rocket might pass away in this one. With Marvel, especially in the last movies, they really like to play with your emotions. And this is a series that people really care about and has been very successful film-wise with the story, the characters, and the music. Oh, the music is going to be fantastic as always. It's going to be action-packed. The visuals look 
stunning. Even for a Marvel movie, these look like they may be the very best visuals yet. So definitely go check out that trailer. And for the final movie trailer, I'm going to mention Indiana Jones is back in the dial of destiny. This is going to be the last Indiana Jones movie, and it is directed by James Mangold. Mangold actually directed Logan, which was the farewell to the Wolverine character in sort of a Western, epic, gritty, aging superhero raging against the machine one last time. And that's what happens here with Indiana Jones. You sort of see him enter the more modern, more modern world, run into some new people. It's not a passing of the torch like the last movie he had with, with Shia LaBeouf tried to be. So it's really going to be a tribute to the series and to Harrison Ford, who is also starring in Shrinking on Apple TV, which is another great show I've mentioned to check out. And it's sort of his first, the first time you've really seen him in a sitcom role on TV. And so he's having a real renaissance right now to be able to do Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford is actually 80 years old, 80 years old doing Indiana Jones. That is absolutely incredible, inspiring, and I think we can all hope to be uh, in the kind of shape Harrison Ford is in at 80 years old and enjoy in life to be able to do yet another Indiana Jones movie. It looks fantastic. Definitely check out the trailer. And uh, also, if you're a Marvel fan, check out Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. That's going to be really interesting. It hasn't gotten the best reviews so far, but... Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror is supposed to be really incredible and he's going to be the big new Marvel villain so if you want to see that you'll understand what's happening for the next little while in Marvel it's the big setup for phase five all right everyone that concludes episode three of Sky High Sports and Entertainment next week I will have Emily Halpern on the podcast screenwriter of not only 80 for Brady but also Book Smart, which was a fantastic and hilarious movie. So she's had an amazing experience, but also this is a sports and entertainment podcast. So what a perfect way to intersect sports and entertainment. She worked with some of the greatest actresses of all time on this film in Sally Field, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Lily Tomlin. And she got to work with Rob Gronkowski, write, write the script involving Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, and of course the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Most importantly, she was with Tom Brady at the premiere of the movie the night before Tom Brady announced his retirement. So that's going to be some really interesting stories. I hope you enjoyed the third episode featuring multiple top three lists in honor of episode number three. Many more to come. Please remember to subscribe and download. It really helps out. Turn on automatic downloads as well, because if you want to support, uh, you got to make sure each episode downloads. I really, really appreciate the support that I've gotten and everyone who listens to this podcast. It means the world to me. And I can't wait to give you guys more entertainment and insight. And it's going to be a really great journey. So thank you for sticking along. And you will not want to miss next week. I've got some other great guests coming up soon, but uh, I'll let you guys know about that later on. For now, thanks for tuning in to Sky High Sports and Entertainment. Live life at your pace. Click the banner or go to visitwilliamsburg.com to discover how. Because here in Williamsburg, life moves at one pace, yours. Here, our waters are splashing and rejuvenating. Our history is for seeing and experiencing. Our theme parks are for riding and sometimes flying. And our great outdoors are yours for exploring and restoring. It's all waiting for you in Williamsburg. Book your trip today and live life at your pace.